story before uh and uh, I hope you're not too bored by my story because it feels for me like I was telling it for, for an hour. Oh, nah, I'm not bored by your story at all. Like, uh, I'm just hoping because your story is so good. I'm just hoping that this technology is holding up and recording all of it because it's really nice. Like, I love hearing about other cultures and like, you know, like how things are so, you know. Similar yet different. You you know what I mean. If I'm trying to make sense here, because you know, as a as a filmmaker by trade, you know, I kind of need to know that. Like, like how is my market different from your market? Like, are some of my jokes going to translate well? Like, you know, it's always like that. Yeah, this is actually very interesting. Mm Hmm. Because, hey, while the goal is to be renowned, at the same time, I do, like, uh, earn and keep everybody's respect, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, don't want to get caught in a culture shock thing. Oh. That's next. Do you like to hear? Mm-hmm. And, uh, by the way, as I do things, I, I hope I make you laugh, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's cool. I'm really, uh, I'm really happy to take part in this podcast, and I'm really cool. <laughs> invite me. I'm always, I always like to share my stuff, like to share what I do when it comes to music and I don't remember. But I think uh, message me, like on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You like to, uh, would you like to take part in the podcast? And I'm like, of course I am. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll team up. I'm J Man, and this is J360 Hangout here on J360 Radio. Hey, what's going on, J360 Legion? Welcome to J360 Hangouts tonight for episode 10. And joining me today is the legendary, great, great mistress of the keys herself, Synthwave Master. And also, you know her, I know her. It is ZXSP. Right here on J360 Hangouts. What's up? Hey, hello. He's <laughs> here. Yes, and it's so good to have you here. I mean, especially when I saw that you were... Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Thank you for inviting me. It's oh. really very nice to now tell about my stuff here. <laughs> yes, yes. I, hey, look, I, when we talked on Twitter, I was definitely going to have you on. I admitted it. I said, yeah, you're going to be on. And I felt really good about that decision, too, because I really enjoyed your album, Propaganda, and I saw you on the Synth Valley Productions. I think it was their Synth Valley 7th show. Yeah, so Synth Valley correct. Yeah, that was... Oh, my God. You know what? When I saw you on the listing, I just knew I had to tune in at that moment. I was like, yeah, I got to show my support. See, I'm behind you every step of the way like everybody else in the Jam Fam. And not only that, I didn't know you had a live setup so you could perform like that. And you, you really did it up that night. That was awesome. Yes, thank you so much. It's actually the first... Uh, uh, the, actually, that was the first uh, live set I played with Static SP. 
was for Team Valley, Valley Seventh Festival. That was your first. Yes. Is this project? It actually, yeah, it actually was my first. Wow. Yo, we got to do more of those. That was that was good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can play somewhere soon. Also, now all the uh, our concerts are open again. Oh, all is possible soon. Hey, um, I, I gotta let you know this. If you are able to live stream any of those, please do send me uh, something, okay? So uh, I can go ahead and do something with that. <laughs> That'd be all right. Yes, we have a deal. <laughs> yes, and I will always honor that deal, too. Got nothing but respect for you, uh, Arena. And, uh, you know, um, actually, since it is anniversary and all, hey, you're the first uh, person I'm interviewing here and hanging out with for the whole celebration of the month. Because it has been a year since uh, J360 Jams has happened. And, yup, you were a big part of it. Oh, yes, it's nice to hear this. <laughs> hey, I'm not trying to add any pressure, but it... Or hmm? playing my tracks for also sharing my music. Oh, always, always. Those tracks are awesome. Especially like, um, God, Lost Highway is when we met. And then we carried over with um, Decay. I remember you sending me that. And then, um, oh, God, there was also even even better one. Um, I think I played Propaganda, too, on, like, um, was it Jam 17? I think Jam 17 was your debut. If I remember correctly. Well, yes, probably. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, man, you were the feature of that night, too. I was like, yeah, she's making her debut right here. I, I remember it clear as day. But you see, as we got into 25 and all that kind of stuff, like, sometimes the number can be a little bit fuzzy, but I do remember when you guys made your appearances and all, and I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> Especially here in Lost Highway like that. I think that's like one of my one of my top favorites, which is why I had it on um episode two oh eight of the J Man show. Yes, Lost Highway is a very very nature, like a very light act and it's also just, uh, also for me it's uh, the vibe of some true games and maybe of some racing games about, uh, not even racing, but about, like, Outrun, the game, not the music genre style. <laughs> oh, boy, Outrun. Yes, I have history with that one. Oh. Couldn't, couldn't get me off of that. I used to love playing that game. I used to hog that game all the time. Right there in arcade, it'd sit right there in the little booth. I thought I was top stuff while I was sitting in the red car. You know what I mean? Especially with the yes. musical themes and stuff and just riding along the waves of the beach. <laughs> there were times that I didn't even stay on the road, but it didn't matter. I was having fun. It was my quarter. <laughs> you know? It's very... Yeah, this this game, it has very kind of chilled. Like even if you drive there on... Kind of, actually, like, you should drive there on the high speed, but the beach and the car. Mm-hmm. Don't you, don't you also feel this? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. God, I mean, like, 
just just getting away from it all when you play Outrun is just amazing. But you know, they kind of captured it too in other games like Midnight Club, or at least Midnight Club Three. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that because you're around the Long Beach area in California, and they need to bring that game series back. And what yeah. about other games? I also really like uh, probably the my favorite games are the shooters from the early 2000s and late 90s. Mm-hmm. As Half Life, that's one of my. That's probably yeah. Among Us Fallout is my is my favorite game ever. And by the way, even today also. Uh, this show gonna feature one of the tracks that is fully inspired by Half-Life games. It even has a name of one of not famous but actually Half-Life games. It's DK. Oh my god, I was gonna ask you what the story was behind that. <laughs> Believe it or not, you you read my mind. Oh my god. It's not a full story. I have actually another cool story. Behind hey. the, the DK, hey. yeah, but it's mostly really inspired by Half Life, and oh. I also really like the games as you know, like Doom or Duke Nukem, like mm-hmm. Duke Nukem 3D, and it's very you know very simple, very 90s style games. <laughs> you got taste, hon. I like it. I like it because um, by you mentioning Doom and Duke Nukem 3D. You're my friend for life. Right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> right there. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, hey, have you played Quake at all? Yes. Ah, see? See? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm really, like, uh, some people think I'm such a gamer, but honestly, I'm not very, you know, that's not what I do all the time, but all this... 90s games and early 2000s, all these first-person shooters, and all the, no, the games that could run on your old beige color PC. Uh-huh. All day, you really, I still love them and still kind of, <laughs> um, they, they really take special place in my heart. Hey, nothing wrong with that. You know, um, I still got. Uh, there I say it, but every time Capcom or Sega releases like a collection, I'm there to buy it. Like it just takes me back home. Like you know, every time I play like Sonic the Hedgehog, even all the way to the Spinball game, like where he's like the pinball and everything. Like I just that that's where I live. You know, that came from my era. Yeah, it's nice stuff, and I really like also kind of. Yeah, actually, here in my country, we had some, like, in the 90s, we, uh, you know, because of some political and historical, historical fact and political situation, we had a lot of piracy with games. Uh, I'm from Ukraine, by the way, I don't know if I've ever previously mentioned. Um, <laughs> and... Um, we had, like, in the 90s and even in the 2000s, but in the 90s it was, like, consoles. It even was, like, uh, okay, we had Sega, but uh, the console that uh, Nintendo consoles, and they were not 
common here. They were so not common that uh, the most famous 90s console here is uh, like this very 16-bit, 8-bit, <laughs> I know so less. That is actually the real uh, kind of uh, and is a pirate, not official clone of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Nint, like SNES. Console. <laughs> no, so you, you guys know. had clone consoles of Super Nintendo? Nice. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I like that. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, and even this uh, console, it uh, featured the. Uh, there are clones of the games, you know, so it, it was on cartridges, of course, but it was not... Uh, yeah, it was, for example, like Mario or some, this game, and but it was not the official game. It was... It, it could be very, you know, not tested buggy version and very pirate version of the game, you know. Here, you know, 90s uh, for... Ni- 1990s for gamers was a very hard time. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was actually because they they mentioned yeah. that in historical speaking. Yeah, it, it was kind of rough for you guys over there during that time. Well, that's true. And uh, about games, I have another kind of fun story. Hey, share it. I'm, this is all about you. Uh, I'm like uh, the, the the time where I was kind of growing up and. Uh, when I started to be interested in games, it was like uh, first half of 2000s. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then, we had a computer, we had a PC. And uh, me and my father, we were uh, uh, looking for other games. And uh, on, in some stores, there was like really pirate games. Mm-hmm. sounds very kind of like now it really sounds like some crazy stories from the past because I cannot okay I can imagine like downloading a pirate game but I cannot imagine going and buying this <laughs> with a pirate game actually that the whole uh, really the whole era here of these games of localization of uh, bad translations and all this stuff uh, or when people got Japanese versions of games like uh, um, um, and uh, you know what they were selling here okay I have, I have <laughs> a story uh, like you know the year 2004 mm-hmm. Just as in out the game that changed all the game industry, and of course it became very popular. So yes. image uh, that uh, the pirates, how much they think they can really, you know, back then, you know, half life episode one, episode two, speculations about episode three, about half life three. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine what really you could find in these stores? Or there was like very small, how to, I don't even know, 
how to tell it correctly well like on market you know they also had some uh, small places with games with game cities mm-hmm. they were selling really they were selling mods they were selling free mods on cities and uh, they were calling like half life uh, two episodes one half life two episode three <laughs> so they so they went ahead and they took the mods and they were just like writing like episode three and stuff on them just to get them out there yes that is awesome oh my god that 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 sounds just so crazy enough to work you know what see i couldn't get away with anything like that but but i admire those that do you know what i mean it's like huh <laughs> It's like one of those kind of moments where it's like, gee, uh, and I, and I thought I had a had a way of marketing. What the hell happened? Because <laughs> I mean, like for the longest time, we've all been waiting for that damn Halo, uh, not Halo, um, Half Life Three, and all that stuff. I was like, that story's too good to leave hanging like this. But then they gave us Portal. Yeah. Which Portal I is okay? Even have, I would have Orange Box over at my place. Oh, okay. Huh. You know, it, it was a, it was a, 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 if you want, it was an official disc. It wasn't one of these <laughs> from my previous story. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll never tell on you. <laughs> so that's all good. If if you got something over there that's bootleg or like you know could probably complete this, we'll be focusing on propaganda today. So as for you know, now propaganda is not your first album, right? Like you have um a few more before that. Well, you've made quite a lot of work. I'm looking at your band camp right now. Oh, yes. Actually, uh, before Propaganda, I have released uh, two EPs. Two singles that... Two really single tracks that didn't... Uh, it wasn't on any album. And uh, an album. Uh, Hyperforce. My Lost Highway is... <laughs> yep. I see it right here. All nice and laid out. And then there's horror horromance. Is that you on yes. the train by yourself? <laughs> in the in the um. Yes, that's a very fun cover I made together with uh, my friend artist. Uh huh. Who actually you can see him on this picture too, you know. Oh, okay. It's, I see uh, in the back. Yeah. Yeah, and the cover is uh, actually just just inspired by one of the photographs I've, I saw. Oh, maybe it looks like very creepy stuff. Or maybe it doesn't. But uh, it's just really inspired by some old photograph of New York way. Uh-huh. And, uh, we decided to recreate something uh, in this uh, 70s or 80s vibe. And the song itself is also just inspired by the horror Films, horror movies. Ooh, and, nice. Uh, you see, I have two singles. One is called The Deep, and another mm-hmm. is Horror Romance. They both were special releases for Halloween. Halloween scene tracks. Ooh, man. See, that's cool. Wait, wait, wait. There's that one right here, too. That's. See, you know, I'm going to have you on the Monster Fest next time. Yeah, yeah, there's an event I host around, like, October, and it starts actually last week of September, and it goes all the way to, like, the first week of November, 
and it's called the J360 Monster Fest. And any of your horror songs or dark synth or anything, that's fair game. You're you're allowed to submit them and all. And not to mention, yeah, since you're since you're a fan of horror and stuff, you get to chat with me too. I mentioned that the blast pass on the last Hangouts episode, but I'm open that invitation to you too. Um, that's very nice. <laughs> yeah, I have several horror synth tracks. Then we're gonna have to we're gonna have to use them then. That's gonna be next. <laughs> but sticking to um our lineup of today though, um actually our first track, let's see, what is on the itinerary? You know what? They're gonna be hitting that prime time too, and this is pretty much prime time for us because I was very excited about you know having you on the show tonight. So the first track of the e- um not the evening. Why did I say the evening? Okay, first track of evening in your area and then first track of the evening in the afternoon over here in the u.s <laughs> is called prime time let's hear it
I mean, horror movies is the practical effects. Yes, yes. Like, you know, like, they really went all out back in the day. I mean, especially when it was, like, um, Tom Savani working on it, you know, like, with all the creepy things that he would do. And then anybody from the Stan Winston school. Yes. Like, there is that certain charm and flavor that, you know, we get close to in the modern era, but it's just, like, there seems to be something a little off. But, you know, I'm not going to say that we can't achieve it, though. I mean, with your music and with my ability to produce on things, and then, like, somebody else out there is probably a master of special effects out there, we could probably make a pretty interesting killer movie. Yeah, I really like how this sounds. See? (laughs) That's what it's all about. Like, we gotta, you know, it's all about building that bridge and stuff. Which, by the way, I need to go on ahead and get my passport because... As soon as, uh, you know, all this COVID crap goes away, homeboy doing a world tour. That's it. Shoot, I could stop by in Ukraine and see you for a little while. That'd be kind of nice. It would be really awesome. Yep. And not only that, filmmakers travel everywhere, and so do musicians. So, hey, that'd be the, that'd be the awesome stuff right there. By the way, since the track ended, what inspired you to make Primetime Arena? Like, that was really nice. Actually, I have, like, all my tracks and uh, you know all the tracks that are released and uh, many of them have cool background stories and prime time is actually one of my favorite tracks i've ever done ever composed and produced it was also released it was on the album on my latest album propaganda and it also was released as a single in august 2020 and is this track i wanted to kind of recreate also, a very 80s sounded music, and uh, as I think said, of the one of the the common, the most common music uh, instrument in the 80s was a synthesizer, and uh, synthesizers used everywhere and movie scores, and especially well, the track is called Prime Time and. Uh, really, uh, the track is also kind of an impression from uh, breaking you see more like this. Also, mm-hmm. like maybe on local television or something made with synthesizer. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I got from that. You ever see this movie called Network back in the day? Mm, I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, it it really is a satire about, like, how network television is produced. It came out in the 70s, but, you know, you can get away with it with 1976. But let's just say this, right? It, it just starts off with all the dysfunction that goes on in, like, producing a, a, a television network. And then you see, like, like this man who shouldn't even be, um, uh, shouldn't be anchoring a news um, outlet he he's all burnt out and stuff like that, but he goes on there and he does a rant. And instead of the networks being responsible and saying we shouldn't air his rant, they ended up airing his rant, and their network ratings went up. And so as they went up, you know, they had to keep using him and using him. Where at the same time, it was really destroying a lot of other things. Yes. Yeah, and um, I actually, that. Actually, as a as a fan of uh, of uh, cinema of the twenties and eighties. They need to check. Yeah. I want to add about the track because I feel like I always I always miss to say something. Mm-hmm. So many thoughts. 
And the most important is all this button. Uh, actually, the track is uh, like album. Propaganda is uh, just uh, has the co- the as a theme of television. Yeah, and also uh, besides the just some impressions from the past, it's inspired by uh, different by different uh, books I was reading just by of the aesthetics from the past mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the prime time I also remember when it was on G360 radio <laughs> when it just started like people in the comments oh breaking news oh nice stuff and nice. another reason why I like this track so much, I just like that it's very finished. It's just like the form of this track is so well done. It's like the you know you sometimes try to make something, but some things do even if you try like uh, I don't know everything, but some things are just. They come out as real. Mm-hmm. They just come together in the end. Yes. So this track is honestly one of my favorites I've <laughs> ever played. Uh, I've ever composed it. Well, I can say this clearly. It is an honor to play that track. I'd do it again. <laughs> and you know what? I get the feeling I will. Because it's Gemiversary. Ha! <laughs> You know it. Hey, speaking of which, what inspired you to make the Propaganda album? Now that I think about it. Yeah, Propaganda is also a lot of uh, inspired by by many things, actually. And uh, some of them, actually, the books I was reading and the games I was playing. I always try to make uh, my releases and my EPs or albums. They are... they tell story. They tell some story, and there's kind of a concept albums, as it was with Hyperforce and Propaganda. Propaganda is very eighties inspired album, while Hyperforce is more cyberpunk. Propaganda is really inspired by nineteen eighties music, especially rock and metal music that they like so much or maybe some old video games and uh, the story also that to make instrumental music there is only little hints on what the track was about in the title of the track and uh, it's also a lot by dystopias the different dystopias mm-hmm. also the red song classic. I've just realized I need to read 1984. I need to... Oh, uh, 1984 is a is a fine, fine example. Um, have yeah. you have you read a Brave New World at all? I, I actually haven't yet, but I'm working on it. I've just finished reading another book just yesterday, so... Oh, what was it called? Brave New World is gonna be next. <laughs> hey, what was it called? Uh, what was the last book I've read? Uh-huh. Big Ubic Cloud set by Philip Dick. Nice. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's something else we got in common. I love to read too. 
Oh, yes. You know, especially when it takes you right through and you're in that, oh, God, when you're in any sort of situation. But, you know, as I as I do work on becoming a better writer, you know, I definitely love getting lost in books. Like, my all-time favorite dystopian story is uh, Fahrenheit 451. Yes. That's the... Which, ironically, dealt with the idea of you shouldn't read. <laughs> and then, you know, Animal Farm. To, to a point, it is, though. Yes, uh, really also, I also really like Animal Farm. Oh, okay. Hey, you know something? And, and, you know, you've read the book like I did. What the hell happened to um Snowball, now I think about it? Remember when they ran him off the farm? We never saw him again. Like, what happened? Uh, I don't know. I, I cannot tell this. Mm. I think they served him with a couple of eggs and then we eat him for breakfast every so often. That's probably what happened. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I'm kidding. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches are actually really good. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, the thing is, um, I, I really do admire that about you that you are reading some dystopias and stuff. Like, because I get that vibe when I listen to uh, propaganda and I listen to um, decay. And there was that one that you had called Conspiracy. That one was really good too, because that make you think. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. It's really also cool that uh, you get the same vibe from the tracks. Because I also also like classical music, since that's also part of my profession. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just like like some composers, they didn't um, with some of their pieces, they didn't end up with adding the huge uh, mm-hmm. story. They didn't. Uh, they even sometimes removed. Uh, the sorts for the titles of the piece of, of the parts, so the listener can have their own experience and their own thoughts mm-hmm. what they listen to. It's also very cool to hear that you actually know very well what I'm talking here about with my music. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm full of surprises too. But definitely, you, your stuff resonates with me well. Because, I mean, like, like sometimes you really, it really makes you think, like, how the world has changed in some ways. And then it makes you wonder if it is actually getting better out there or is it just something that they just tell you just to keep throwing at you as a way of, like, you know, it keeps you docile and stuff. Because you really never know what the powers that be, especially when they try to play those games. And then the ones that know too much, they get caught in the conspiracy and they try to ruin you there, too. It's a mess. Yeah. You know? Also, about dystopias, uh, uh, on the games, mm-hmm. about dystopias, Half-Life 2 is probably one of the best. Okay, it's uh, really have, it has many 1984, mm-hmm. but it's also a very cool story. Just Indeed it is. I mean, the game, the game is much, yes, mm-hmm. many. Oh, every kind of it's from 2004 on by yourself sorry and uh, this game is still how cool is it like boss like the half-life the first game and half-life 2 is so great <laughs> i mean it is an amazing game i'm not gonna knock it <laughs> especially like when you know half-life alex just doesn't it's okay 
but it's not what we need. We want that three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But you know what I like? Okay, I haven't played Half-Life for Alex. Uh, you can guess why. Mm. <laughs> I'm a PC gamer, I'm not a VR gamer. Yeah. But uh, I'm right that uh, they changed the ending, so... Okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Should I continue? <laughs> yes, you can. So, uh, the father of Alex, Eli, so he survived. Is it correct? Totally. To- to- wait, wait, yeah, he did? So- I, thought he, I thought he died. Oh, wait, wait, he did? Oh, nice. Okay, that's trippy. Because- Good. Because I was like the end, you know, they have Half Life Two episode two, and a very depressing end. And such a cool character, and he dies. And I'm like, no, why? Why they kill him? He's after all that trouble. (laughs) I mean, like all that hard work. Ah, why they always take the best? It was about uh, Half Life Alex and. So that's what I know. Hmm. That uh, now they a little bit changed the ending. I don't know how it's explained in the game because, well, I haven't played and I haven't watched the full box through. But he's alive now and I'm like, oh. Yeah, mm. that's so good. I mean, that is good, but I hope it's the same as it, you know, same in Persona and stuff because, you know, you've seen those kind of movies that I've seen where the person comes back, but. They've changed so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially if they merge with whatever the alien is. But you know, here's the thing. When it came to like uh, Half-Life 2, you know, that's a shame that they, they sold out the planet to those aliens like that. I was like, come on. The Combine, really? You couldn't put forth an effort? Well, they did, but they didn't. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but Combine, they look so scary. Yeah, which is why you don't want a dystopian future with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God, we we're awesome. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> oh man. And about another game that is very deep. Oh yeah. Half Life. It's like, but it's also a cool dystopia. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you know this game and if you played it. Okay, I'm I'm a gay like. Uh, tell you about some old games. You know, just just an old nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I come here and they're like telling about this different old stuff. Uh, the game is Paper Please. Papers Please. Just paper Street? Have you ever played Paper Papers Please? Papers Please? Mm-hmm. You know what? I I really haven't. I have not played that before. That that's got to oh. be one of those games that I have not played, and you know I gotta look it up, right? <laughs> no, this game at first I actually played it only the last year, and I think it's also pretty like it's it's really not new game because I thought it's very boring game, uh, mm-hmm. and it's very minimal. I like minimalistic games, but uh, this one looks to me like. Like you know, 
just like you work in, in a game, but when I played, really found out it's very cool dystopian story. It's, I really like how the game tells the story from the point of view of the you know this main character who walked there at the border. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of vibes I really like. <laughs> yeah, I brought it up as you were speaking it. Papers, please. Oh, wow. Mm. You know, I'm going to have to look into this sometime. <laughs> it's on my list. Okay, okay. <laughs> and when you, when you play, let me know what you see. I sure will. I sure will. Because I'm always open to gaming recommendations, too. You know, this would be a good time for us to go ahead and jump into our next track of the day. Um... Propaganda, you know, the title track from the album of the same name. So, let's go ahead and take that jump, shall we?
and that was Propaganda by ZXSP. And with me, of course, me and ZXSP are right here in the studio talking again. And I have to say, Arena, I, I can't get enough of you and your music. You are awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. No, I blushed too, too much. <laughs> I guess I still got that effect. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, now I know this book is a little heavy though. It's another dystopian, and it was made by um, Aaron Rad, and it's called um, The Fountainhead. She made Atlas Shrug too, but like, I guess The Fountainhead is alright. I mean, at the end of the day, they were only they were all just talking about companies and stuff. But I, I'll give it as a recommendation to you if you ever get a chance to. Like, at least it's one of those books that you can say that you've read. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Thank you for your recommendation, because I'm always interested to read something, and actually reading is also one of the source of my inspiration. Mm. So I will definitely read it. Thank you. I have it. (laughs) You're welcome. I'll throw you some more book recommendations sometime. But you know what? As a short story uh, read, though... I can go ahead and send you this. It's called The Pedestrian by Ray Bradbury. It was like a short story he made before he uh, wrote um, Fahrenheit 451. Oh, yes. Is it, uh, it's like a separate story, right? It wasn't uh, in... Well, it, it, it kind of was, but at the same time... I mean, you could look at it like a semi-prequel, maybe a spiritual prequel to like Fahrenheit 451, because of what happened in it. Like, if I told you, like, uh, the summary of it, it'd be no point, but I'd rather you read it so you can see what you get out of it, you know? Yes, uh, thanks again for the recommendation. <laughs> You're welcome. Always, always nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, like, really, uh, no. Recommendations are just on point because some reason I really like all this uh, 19, 1960s uh, literature, this uh, all dystopias and uh, kind of science fiction. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of all the even if uh, most of these books are mm-hmm. actually sad, but <laughs> it's really something some reason I really like it. It really gives me a lot of for music too. Oh, you'll love this one then. It's called The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury. I think he wrote that one. But yeah, The Illustrated Man, a collection of multiple different short stories. It's almost like having an anthology show in front of you. Nice. Wow, if you can make something akin to that, like, hey, how do you feel about Isaac Asimov stories? I like them too. Ah, see? Yeah, there's something else we got in common. I used to have a book. I guess it also was in Ukrainian, and it was printed in other times. Uh-huh. Here at my place, I think it's, uh, it's my mother's book, and that was Yana from Isaac Asimov, and I've just read it. So, big enjoyment. <laughs> nice. Shoot, my all-time favorites. Well, it's once again another collection of short stories from him. But my all-time favorite will always be iRobot. Yes. Really such, such a genius. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, nowadays, we are getting closer to that idea of robots walking with us and everything. So, well, some actually do. But, you know what I mean. Like, we're getting to that point. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if we had a replicant on the show sometime. 
<laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Of course, then at the same time, you gotta wonder what the laws are gonna be about with that. Are they actually gonna follow the three robotic laws? Or it's a really crazy topic to think about. Mm, yeah, but you know, after a while, we're not quite sane at all, actually. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So makes me think of all these, uh, you know, also the gates, special intelligence. Yeah. It's not only friendly. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that's just the risk we have to take. <laughs> I mean, after all, we some of us around here are highly dependent on Siri, whereas quite a lot of people should be like, you know what, I think I'm going to figure this out on my own. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I have a question. Um, I, I yeah. have a serious question here. Uh, sure. What do you think if uh, we really uh, someday will have like all these uh, robots among us, will they uh, like my music? Hmm. Will they like your music? Yes, I just want to be on, you know, if uh, really something like, you know, like in Portal will happen. I, I want to be on the same vibe with robots. Well, you know what? To be honest with you, yeah, they will like your music. Wow. They will actually like your music because, see, the thing is, your music actually resonates and it's timeless. See? So, yeah, they will love your music. And if people keep doing the same crap that they normally do... Hell, they'll adore your music at that point because of the way it points out. And that's staying power. Oh, yes. So, you were asking me about my future plans for music. Oh, wow. That was after the third track, which is coming up right now. This one is actually called Decay. And I was wondering if you had a nice story behind it. Oh, yes. I have a story about Decay. I have I have even, like, a very long story about this track. And I've told part of it on a video on my YouTube channel. I told about making of propaganda, so I think it's not such a secret information, so I can tell you everything to um, track. Okay, the uh, they repeat it. We got enough time in the show. I mean, if you got to tell us, tell us. Okay, I just held uh, the track DK. I was actually composing. I, I even remember how I was writing it. I started uh, working on it, and I was uh, here. Like in April and May a year ago, and I was sitting home all the time for we all know which reasons. Mm-hmm. I had plenty of time to work with the music. K is another really inspired by this topic track, and it's really inspired by one of my favorite games ever, which is Half Life. And one of its part is like Half Life Two. And if you listen. Uh, even this track you can hear the voice samples of which we are <laughs> recorded by this amazing <laughs> my voice but in my original idea I wanted other voice be there and you can hear in these voice samples actually references to the Half-Life 2 game and uh, also the track name itself DK DK is also one of the Half-Life games which is probably the least famous and the least uh, really, and the least popular. You know about this game, by the way. It's called Half Life Decay. It rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, it does actually. You know, yeah. the thing is, I'll know it as soon as I have it on screen and stuff, and then I'm like, oh, ooh. But then it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it's, I'm starting to get the picture. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm probably not gonna tell the star of the game. <laughs> oh, and why not? <laughs> okay, okay, just wanted to say that this game is uh, 
I'm not sure. It was it was an exclusive game for for some console. Ah, uh, okay. And it's also I'm not gonna tell which console because if I tell, that's totally gonna be wrong. And also, this game is a game for two players, and it can be played only is another part. Mm. So that is why the game is not not popular. And it also, actually, there's like as the game Blue Shift and the Black Ops games that are spin-offs of uh, the first original Half-Life tells a story of uh, other people who work in Black Matter mm-hmm. and uh, what are the workers and what happened to them during the events that we all saw in Half-Life, the first game. Oh, you mean like Barney's story. That's who you're talking about, right? Yeah, Barney's story is mm-hmm. uh, Blue Shift, and the A is about two, two girls and uh, also their assistant in the laboratory. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also, even at the beginning, you can see they were assisted, they were breathing their crystal. Oh my god, too much not stuff. <laughs> well... We could always throw a little reference to them so they can go and look at that at another time on their leisure. <laughs> but, yep, back to your music, you were saying. Yeah, back to my music. And uh, so my track, DK, is also a very unusual track because I just wanted to add there all the instruments I have. So it's like one uh, virtual... Uh, Synthesizer that I made, there are chip tunes, kind of sound with. Also, the guitars and all this retro sounding kind of poly synth, bra, brass, and and uh, I really like this track too. And uh, here we come to another story. I've previously mentioned that the, the voices. In the, my original thought should be different in my original concept of the song. Personally, I wanted to use voices from the game Half-Life 2, but you know, copyright is uh, a very important scene and copyright law... Copyright law is a pain in the ass, man. <laughs> so I was, I really like how the voice sounds. A voice from the original game. I'm just. It's also the voices in this game is uh, actually what voices I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. They also from the Combine AI, Combine Overwatch AI, and in original game, they were vo- the, the voices were recorded by the same actress who did voices for Gladys. And no, things like really. She- Yes! Nice! Okay, okay. Yeah, and it feels for me she did all the AI voices for Valve games. She really voiced something in the Team Fortress. And uh, I cannot say for sure, but some game, some other game too. Okay. Yeah, so, really, I, I just love her voice. And I just really like all the voices made for... All this half-life games buried. So I wanted to use them, the original samples from the game. But I thought that probably 
is probably killed yourself. <laughs> but I wanted a real answer. I tried to search for some context or for some real information about this. I even like tried to find some forums on ask questions like the Valve company. Mm-hmm. I didn't find any answer, any kind of question from the users or any kind of form where I can ask my very important question. So I decided to make something really, really unusual. I decided to write to Gabe Newell himself. <laughs> you went that far, huh? Do you know that he actually has, uh, like, his email is not such a secret information, and he actually replies fans to this email. Oh, wow. You know this? <laughs> That's, That's too cool. Crazy. Yeah, it's just like one of the, you know, the owner of the one of the biggest companies with information technologies, and he finds time to reply fans' email. There is like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. That's real information. Oh, I believe you. I mean, that that's. That sounds too cool to be. To, that sounds too cool to be fake, man. Especially if he's able to talk to you and stuff. Like, like, what what details did he share with you? Well, uh, so I decided to message to, because I couldn't find anybody who could really reply me. I decided to to the boss of the of the old universe himself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he actually replied and uh, he also forwarded my email to some other person and they said like he said I'm your biggest fan but they also said that I cannot use the samples because they kind uh, of some so it's not Valve is right holder but some other company, some other associations so Oh but yeah. Yeah, you cannot use them. Oh yeah, yeah. They did that licensing thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very serious. So even if the answer wasn't positive, but still, I, I got the answer from. I cannot even I say mean, his name. It's too cool. <laughs> I from mean, you got game. it from Gabe Newell. I mean, like you went all the way to the top and got like a response. That that is a win. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. God, that is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so the track, I uh, decided to do something by myself to change the lyrics, if I can call it like this, and to back it to my voice. At least <laughs> some references to the original idea and to best of life universe. Oh, nice. You know what? Because of that right there, and it's the third track on our listing right now, I want you to introduce it. This this is you. You went through the long haul for it. You get to introduce it on this episode. You want me to introduce? Oh yeah, you know, like how I do on the J-Man show. Next up we have DK from ZXSP. Take it away. Similar to that. I need to introduce this one. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I would never laugh at you. <laughs> Go on ahead. I'll just laugh with me. Okay, I will. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, let me give you a couple. By the way, by the way, can I use samples of your voice for maybe some of my next stuff I'm doing? You know what? I was hoping you would. Yes. Yeah, it would be cool. Maybe I can ask you to record like some lines for my tracks. Oh, totally, totally. Yes, I'm game for that. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, I'm thinking of also some, you know, I always have some new ideas, so need to make them make them real. Of course. Any anytime I can help you out, definitely. Okay. So the next song we're gonna listen to is EK by ZXSP. of anti-civil activity in this community. Info. Cooperate. Essence. Attention. Failing to cooperate will result
that was Decay from ZXSP. And you know, that is a real awesome track. So if some of y'all are playing Mass Effect right now... No, not Mass Effect. <laughs> if some of y'all are playing Half-Life right now, I understand. <laughs> you know, Mass Effect came out with that remake. So yeah, why, why the hell... Yeah, I was thinking that. But I do like Half-Life a little bit better. You know, Arena, we still have time in the show for one more track. Take it away! Bonus track, incoming transmission from G360 Jams. Hyperforce by ZXSP.
<laughs> Thank you, J360Jams. And you know what? We'll be seeing you in episode 26 next Friday. Back to the Hangouts. Anyway, um, going back into it, though, I know that this isn't the only project for you, and they're all, they're all going to get better as they grow. And this, this will always be legendary, but I know there's something else coming ahead. Um, so what future plans do you have for your music, um, Mrs. ZXSP? You don't mind me asking. I work on something. I work on the new tracks now. They are gonna continue the style you could hear in the propaganda, but uh, uh, since I do very, I'd say not big, independent project, uh, so I feel like I'm really free to do what I want and to uh, maybe. Add something from the other genres and not to be really oriented on the music which is trendy now. So uh, the stuff I'm working on now is also a little bit in- inspired by industrial music. And uh, it's also going to feature all the cool things you like <laughs> for me. Nice. All the sound and references. Mm-hmm. So I don't say much, but yeah, something cool is coming. Very cool, very cool. I I can't I can't wait. Is it gonna? You know what? Surprise me. That's that's what I want. Yep. I'm not even gonna ask for like deadlines or dates. I know it's coming. I feel it coming. You said it's coming. I'm like surprise me. Bring it on. Bring the wave. <laughs> oh yes. And you know you you were very very delightful to have on this show, and I and I gotta admit one way or another I do respect you a lot, and like the the art that you made and what you showcased here tonight is just wonderful, and I know like a lot of fans are gonna grow with it, and then like your your music is just awesome, and I cannot wait to see how it evolves from years to come, you know. So um, yeah, it was an honor and a pleasure having you here. Do you have any links or any merch that is out there so people can support you? Because if you do, please let us know right now. Of course, I do. Um, you can buy my music on Bandcamp. I also I also have my two albums on the cassettes, and very few of them are left. So if you need it in your collection, hurry up. I also have merch like T-shirts and, uh, <laughs> and prints, posters, and stuff on Redbubble store. And if you just want to listen to my music, just be cool. Give me a follow on Spotify or on SoundCloud because sometimes on SoundCloud I can even share some releases or some unreleased stuff. And on YouTube too, also, or some kind of special releases. Very nice, very nice. Hey, you know what? Let me see. Yep, make sure I'm doing it right. I got you on YouTube. Yes! Well, I definitely was. But... Since that's all the time we got on the J360 Hangouts number 10, which, by the way, we made history. Congratulations, ZXSP, for being on episode 10. (laughs) Thank you, and thank Mm -hmm. you so much for inviting me. It's really nice to know you better, because (laughs) really, today, I knew a lot more about you. Oh, okay. Because before, I only could hear you on on other projects. Mm-hmm. to just see a post in, the in-, in Instagram but now I'm like good he, he he really likes he, he really knows what my music is about wow 
<laughs> hey, I'm glad I could give you that vibe. That's what it's all about here, you know? Jam fam forever. Jam fam forever. You know it. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. And um, there will be more episodes to come. And I don't think this is the only meeting and hangout I'll be having with ZXSP or anybody else in the Jam fam. As a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to the next times. But until then, you all take care of yourselves and, you know, please support all musical artists, actually all independent creators, and uh, we'll see you next time, okay? This is J-Man signing off. Peace.